This is the Career Insights Podcast, brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland Careers and Employability Team. Hi, I'm Katie Baker, an Industry Relationship Consultant. In a nutshell, I connect our USQ students with jobs in industry. Here on Career Insights, we bring all the hot tips on careers and employability and help you to realise your career goals. Each week, you'll hear from industry professionals, experts and USQ alumni. We're here to help you have those career conversations, break down barriers and help you become the most employable you can be. Today, we'll be chatting entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship. Your first wealth of knowledge is Phoebe Tully, Senior Project Coordinator of Entrepreneurship at USQ and Anne-Marie Walton, who's an Entrepreneurship Facilitator. So Phoebe, um, what is an entrepreneur? So an entrepreneur to me fairly simply is someone who starts and builds a business. There's a little bit of contention around that. Uh, In the world of tech startups, it's sometimes frowned upon to use entrepreneurs so generally, Uh, but I like to be a bit more inclusive in my definition of entrepreneurs and really apply it to anyone who starts and builds a business. Great. And so for somebody that's looking to start a business and is that sort of entrepreneur, what sort of mindset do they have or what does that look like for them? Mm. So I think being entrepreneurial is different to being an entrepreneur and anyone can be entrepreneurial. Um, I think that's far more open to interpretation. And I think there are a few traits that all entrepreneurial people have in common, whether they go on to become an entrepreneur or whether they work for someone else. I think having an entrepreneurial mindset means being obsessed with finding opportunities, being a natural leader, having a tolerance to risk and ambiguity, uh, being creative and adaptable when faced with challenges, being motivated and I think being comfortable making decisions. And so when you're in your role and you're talking to students, what do you sort of talk to them about when it comes to those mindsets and how they then help to, to put their idea into, to get it started, I suppose? Sure. Turning an idea into action is one of the hardest parts of being entrepreneurial. Coming up with an idea is often the easy part. Uh, I think when you are naturally entrepreneurial, coming up with ideas is very easy for you. Um, so when I, when I talk with students, we do, uh, we do brainstorming sessions and uh, it's about actually putting into place next steps. So uh, one of the most important things to do is working out how you can test an idea and how you can test an idea easily cheaply, quickly, uh, because you need to make sure that there is a market for that idea, that you can actually bring it to life. And the only way to do that is to actually start exploring. And how does one start exploring? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> um, so there, there are frameworks, uh, but to me, it's always about finding what are some really actionable steps here. So break down an idea into um, how can you test that assumption? Let's say that you assume that your target market is um, Toowoomba-based students. So how do you actually find ways to test whether your assumption that that is your main target is true? Uh, And so using that example, you might uh, do surveys with students, you might go and have um, focus groups, you might start a Facebook group and ask for feedback, you might start a community that way. But it's, it's about finding really actionable ways to test your assumptions. Sort of, I suppose part of that mindset is to be curious but also to be open to risk. Would that be mm-hmm. right? That's something that entrepreneurs do really well. They're very good at working when um, the situation is very ambiguous or where there is a risk of failure. 
And I think entrepreneurs or those with an entrepreneurial mindset are very good at failing quickly so that they can learn from it and move on. How important are the networks um, that people need when they're becoming an entrepreneur? I like to think that the real world wide web is actually people. We are the world wide web, which is why I think networking is so important. Although when I'm talking about networking, I'm not talking about just going and handing out as many business cards as you possibly can and waiting for the phone to ring. I'm talking about belonging to a network. Uh, And I believe networking is about leading with generosity, asking how can I help? And that can happen anywhere. Most things are about who you know, uh, but entrepreneurship is, is a very good example of that. And Anne-Marie, can you add to that around networks? Yeah, I can. I love that about the the web being actual people and belonging to a network, Phoebe. That's so cool. People are everything and you need to be open to listening to people as well as talking to. And so building that network is really important. Um, And it isn't just a matter of someone to get you along. As you said, it's not going and handing out business cards. It could be a matter of who can you learn from, who can connect you to someone else, or what can you learn from people who might be potential customers or employers? So being opening those ears even more than you open the mouth. And when people are out there networking and using the worldwide world to create those networks, how can they do it? Is it purely just going to a chamber event or something like that? Or is there so much more to it? So, yeah, the, the first thing I think is so important is building trust. Um, understanding who you are and who you appear to be from the outside. If you're, if you're wanting to expand your network and you're going in for the sole purpose of that, if you, if you go back to what Katie, what Phoebe said before about how can I help, if you go in with a generous manner to think how can I learn, um, what can I bring, how can I help others and build trust, networking across any aspect of life or business is a long play. It's not something you can just come in and build a reputation and say, hey, look at me, I'm going to be a mega influencer or I'm going to change the world. So you can actually be strategic about it, but with a good heart. And I think that the first and most important thing is building trust that you have earned. Which equals relationship building. Yes. Um, And that comes back again, relationship building is a two-way street. Often you can meet people, not really have anything common, but you might have a bit of a chat, but you might be able to connect them to someone else. You might not have anything in common, but that's still networking. That's still bringing people together and you're adding value, you're learning, you're meeting other people. So if you don't go into it with a sole self-centered focus, sometimes the outcomes can be much, much bigger. I've just heard this word recently, prototyping your career. Phoebe, can you explain what that is? Sure. So prototyping is mostly referred to in the world of product design. It means the preliminary version of something. In career design, we use the word prototype to remind ourselves that you are constantly testing and that you don't end up with a final career, I say in quotation marks, because we're constantly developing our careers by trying new things and meeting new people, expanding our networks and, and challenging ourselves. So what do we do? How do we prototype our career? What does that even actually look like? A couple of things are um, just experiments and tests. Um, the important thing about prototyping a career is it's not a thought experiment. You actually have to go out and have a physical experience in the world in order to try something. Um, 
information interviews are a really good example of that, and I can I can talk about that more if you'd like to. Uh, but there are other ways that you can experiment and test. Uh, you can do internships, you can do work experience programs, um, IEP through USQ, uh, which all provide you with different ways to test different job possibilities. Uh, of course, careers and employability can help you with those connections, um, but it's it's really important to actually get out there and try something. We often see students end up in a career that they thought they wanted and once they, but they've never actually had any experience in that career until they get all the way in. Uh, and then it's not quite what they had in mind, uh, which is fine because we can easily pivot from that and, and learn from that. But uh, it's not necessary to uh, get all of the way into a career before actually trying it out. And, um, and Marie, go. Uh, Phoebe, I'd, I'd agree there. And that ties in so well to the entrepreneurship mindset um, of testing, trying things. You mentioned pivoting, just making little changes to get to the desired outcome for you know, whatever your purpose is. And whether that's in career or whether that's in building a business or building a community or helping others. Um, so that experiment side is so important um you mentioned about some of the courses of usq it's not even even short courses or, or testing out something to, to get a feel for it or interviewing somebody who's already doing that role or who's done something that sort of research can help as you as you're moving forward um, and one of the things that i always say to entrepreneurs that i'm i'm helping or mentoring is have you talked to your customers have you gone out face-to-face -face or picked up the telephone, often I'll hear, oh, we've done a survey or we've got this feedback or we've looked at this data. But Phoebe, what you said is right. You need to get out, you need to get your hands dirty, walk on the ground or pick up the phone or jump on um, an audio or video call. We've been talking entrepreneurship, networking and things like that. There's a word out there that I've heard um, and I'd like to delve into a little bit more would be intrapreneur. Yeah, I might, I might jump in for that one. Thanks, Katie. Uh, an entrepreneur isn't really any different to an entrepreneur, except they're not self-employed. They're not building their own business. They're working for a corporation, an organisation, a not-for-profit or a government. And they're using these methods that Phoebe talked about before of you know, testing, trying, learning to get better outcomes across time, value, dollar, um, and the way that people can work together. And uh, there are so many examples of companies that have changed their delivery methods, their models, sometimes even their products to either capitalise or take advantage or, or add value to society by looking at things differently. And that's what an entrepreneur does. They can take the risk and then they can explain to people about that testing and uh, ask questions, get feedback, and then try and influence a change from within for those outcomes. Not all innovators need to be entrepreneurs who go on to build multi-billion dollar international companies. Innovators can find opportunities and solve problems everywhere, um, including within their current job or as a small business owner. Uh, even where you volunteer, you can find opportunities. Some of the most amazing things that we use every single day have been invented by entrepreneurs like post-it notes, um, Gmail, um, those things were created by entrepreneurs within uh, larger companies who just saw an opportunity or wanted to solve a particular problem and fortunately worked within organisations that rewarded that kind of um, innovation. 
And so with um, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, they've got their ideas. Obviously, if you're an entrepreneur, you'd, you'd work with the business, your employer that you're with. But as an entrepreneur, um, you've got your ideas, you're out there in the force. Is there help out there? So, Anne-Marie, I know you work with, with government a bit. Is there funding and grants that people can be out there looking to help them get their start? Yes, there definitely is. Um, I think the, the first thing in helping people get their start is self-education and building that network, not just, um, we talked about networking and who you're going to connect with, building a network of mentors, of people who you can learn from. And they might not necessarily be someone like myself who works for the federal government offering free mentorship to entrepreneurs. It could be a grandmother, it could be a teacher, it could be a colleague or a friend. Um, so starting small and then what Phoebe was saying before, taking that idea and testing it and talking to people before seeking any opportunities for like funding or grants. There are a few I can mention. Uh, so I can list them off if you like quickly um, and you can yeah. maybe put them in the notes. So one of the ones that's been around for over 30 years is a federal government initiative called NICE, which is a new enterprise um, incentive scheme. And it's for people who uh, want to pursue a business idea, but they can actually get access to um, benefits via um, the federal government whilst they're building this idea. It's an alternative to being underemployed, unemployed or studying. Um, so you get help, mentorship along those lines. You have programs like mine, Entrepreneurship Facilitator, I'm one of 23 across Australia, or only in certain areas um, so far. And then each state um, government, and particularly in Queensland, there are a lot of programs. There's my innovation advisor, there's a lot of female founder programs and some migrant ones coming up too. There was one other thing I just thought of, um, Steve Baxter, who was well known for being on Shark Tank and was the chief entrepreneur of Queensland a while back, uh, was very clear. He said, I don't want anybody to come and ask me a question that Google can answer. So once you've gotten to that point where you need help beyond the internet, that's when you start going out and seeking and growing and building. So you have to come up with a great idea. Do you have something to add there? <laughs> yeah, can I add to that? I, um, I think it's very easy to assume that the gap in your resources is about money and mm. that everything can be solved if you could just get a grant or if you could just get some seed funding to bring this wonderful idea to life. But I would say that it's very tempting to think that what you actually need now is money, and that is sometimes the case. But I always like to think that opportunities flow through people, and so that if you're looking for an opportunity, you're actually looking to meet people, and money is almost too easy. Um, that will come and what's actually more important is that you spend time learning, meeting people, meeting potential customers, really, really refining your idea because I can guarantee you that the first idea you've ever had is not the right one. You, will, you need to go through a process and sometimes it takes a lot longer than you want it to, but don't get too caught up on trying to find money too quickly because uh, oftentimes you're actually not there yet. I think, again, we've come back to that, that networking and, um, and not being afraid to ask for help. And I suppose 
putting yourself out there, what if you're an introvert? How do, how do you sort of work in that networking space there? Anne-Marie, have you got any tips? Um, I do. Uh, I, I run a networking workshop to help people. And um, One of the things that introverts always say is, what can I do? I say, if you're going to a physical event, you can listen. You don't even necessarily have to talk to people, but you can also help, whether that's... You know, you can see someone with a glass of water or you're directing to someone or you're meet, introducing somebody to somebody else to say, hello, I'm Anne-Marie. Um, I just met so-and-so who's standing next to you. They do this. And you don't actually have to say anything about yourself, but you're connecting somebody to somebody else and you can be an observer, but still learning and still add value that way. So you don't have to go to physical events or even events that are online and think, People are going to call on me and ask me to say something. You can sit back, understand where you fit in, and then slowly build confidence that way. And you can also take along a wingman too. You know, someone who is an extrovert uh, who can take some of that buffer for you. Um, There's so many different ways, but if you're an introvert, that means that your listening skills are extraordinarily good and people want to spend time and talk to you because you are listening to them. And that is a human value that is so important. Thank you for joining me today. Um, Our next guest, we're actually going to talk to an entrepreneur that has started his own business and we'll be able to look at that theory that you've talked about with with our next guest, the co-founder of Happy2 and also USQ alumnus, Ginny Yee. Welcome, Ginny. Hello, Katie. So Ginny, Happy2 is a local delivery service that brings restaurant food to your customers um, and you're in your Toowoomba based. Yep. How did you come up with the idea to start Happy2? I have a few friends at USQ when I studied and then one of my friends of mine has a brother. The brother was sometimes struggling to get the baby items on certain night. She just told me if there's an on-demand some delivery service, and that will be great for those people, like his, her brother. So, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I started yeah, working on that part from that experience. And so we've just heard from Phoebe Tully uh, talking about the risk and, you know, coming up with yeah. ideas and that. Were there risks or what were the risks in starting your business, Happy To? Um, the... The risk I faced was uncertainty for everything, actually. Yeah, so everything I think of is not the fact. And that's just assumption, as Phoebe said. So I have to prove everything, whether it's correct or not. Yeah, so for me, the uncertainty was very big risk when I start with. How long did it take for you to get the business up? It takes me about six months, six to one year. Okay. What is it that you like about being an entrepreneur? I like the most is many of my customers, we solve their problems immediately because we are on-demand home delivery service. So in the beginning, the customers call us and, hey, happy to, I need this, this, this item right now. Then our solution or our product can solve their problem immediately. So the customers were very happy and they sometimes called us, oh, you're my hero because (laughs) we immediately solved their problem. 
And so with um, your idea and starting up your business, mm-hmm. where, where did you get help from or who did you get help from? Like whether, did you have a mentor or networking? Um, were there any grants, government grants or things like that? I, yeah, I have small grant from, I think, Queensland government in the beginning, as well as the biggest support was just a little help from the community group. Like there was some uh, like, like small business group in Toowoomba. So whenever I have some questions, then I knock their door. Then they very happily yeah, advise me yeah, and they share their experience with us. So I can say, yeah, the t- community friends and family member are biggest support. For students, what would be a piece of advice that you would have for anyone thinking of going down the entrepreneurial path? Oh, um, <laughs> to them, I would like to advise them if there is any small problem they face and if their solution can make the people or community better place, then I would like to tell them, give it a try. Yeah, so start from small piece and then try one or two execution for uh, solving that problem. So if it works, then keep moving on. Yeah. And I think what I really like just there, Ginny, is you said about um, to make the community a better place. Yeah, that philosophy was pushing me to move forward. Without that, I probably yeah gave up one time. But yeah, because whenever I talked to business owners, then they told me what their pain points are. Yeah, so I tried to help them. And then on the other hand, the customer side, they keep telling me, oh, Jenny, I need this, this, this. So, okay, then we focus on that. So... We always focus on those pain points by two parties and then solve them. Solve the problem. Solve the problem, yeah. Well, Junie, thank you so much for joining me today no on worries. Career Insights. It was um, lovely to have you on as a guest and to hear about uh, your, your business and how you've created it and got it to where it is today. So thanks so much for joining me. No worries. Yeah, thank you very much. And that was Ginny Yee, co-founder of Happy Two. Thank you for joining me today on Career Insights. Have a great week. Bye.